0: The host of Rock and Or Roll and the Shabby Road Record Show in no way condone or endorse the behavior they are about to discuss. Parental discretion is advised.
1: And or role. I'm your reluctant host, BJ, and yeah, reluctant might be an even more appropriate word for this episode. Not because of my guests. <laughs> I'm not reluctant to talk to these guys. I love these guys. Um, joining me once again, second time around, gentlemen from the Shabby Road Record Show, Ryan McKay and A.D. Adams. Hey, guys.
2: Hey.
1: What's up, BJ? How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys?
2: I'm a little tired. I was up all night with a screaming 10-year-old. Oh. Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: I don't have any kids. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I see. Yeah, we're and getting right, what... into the <laughs> we're right, we're, <laughs> right into the we're theme. We're there already, aren't we? Episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. My wife had a very negative reaction to this topic. You know, she made a face. She made quite a face. Um. And I found myself actually saying, you know, come on, we're not talking about pedophilia. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, but yeah, so that's like a precarious position to find yourself in in an argument when you're like, yeah. Well, it's, at least it's not pedophilia. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what we're what we're gonna talk about today. We're calling this episode "Statutory Rock" because, I mean, over the history of rock and roll, there's just reoccurring theme <laughs> that you see in the lives of rock stars and in their music, of I guess. A predilection for underage girls?
2: <laughs> it's it's amazing that that the record-buying public had an appetite for it, too, because quite a few songs that I uh, you know, listed on my little list here and, and researched a bit sold millions and millions of copies and, and topped charts all over the world, in the U.K. and the U.S. and other countries. So mm-hmm. there's, there's you know, whether it's the melody or the lyrics or both, or whatever, um, there's an appetite for it. The record buying public buys it. It was a
3: simpler time. It was a simpler time. You know, the 70s, you know, 60s and 70s. For some reason, there wasn't this great great backlash over this behavior. Like, it was just sort of normal. It almost seemed normal.
2: Or you just swept it away and just ignored it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a... a, It's the... uh, it's the elephant in the room of rock and roll for sure, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, On Wikipedia, I looked up age of consent <laughs> on Wikipedia, oh. and um, I thought this was an interesting blurb. It says, while the general age of consent is now set between 16 and 18 in all U.S. states, the age of consent has widely varied across the country in the past. In 1880, the age of consent was set at 10 or 12 in most states, with Whoa. the with the exception of delaware where it was 7 Holy what
2: shit. well you know though people only live to be 50 years
3: old right? <laughs> that's no excuse so for a 7 year old being that. attracted to a 7 year old
2: right i mean i get i get that part
3: <laughs> i hope
2: so
1: so yeah. i was going to say so that explains the <laughs> <laughs> that explains the unreleased gene simmons demo my delaware darling <laughs> yeah <man. laughs>
3: okay. I can't wait
1: till you're seven. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, it's really more of a modern, especially the idea of it being 17 or 18 is a much more of a modern concept, I guess, including the 60s and 70s as modern, I guess, when a lot of these songs and uh, a lot of this stuff was that we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. was going on. But, uh, I mean, in terms of historically... Age of consent is has you know risen pretty drastically you know in uh, more recent time. Uh, What an age we're going with this, but uh, but you know Delaware, uh, that's pretty disturbing. I don't know what I should have done some research about Delaware and what the fuck was going on there. But uh, in
3: in what year did they outlaw cannibalism in Delaware?
1: (laughs) I don't know if they have yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, before we get into the different songs, I thought it would be fun to just go through what actually occurred in reality, not just in, in the music with a lot, with over the history of rock and roll here. Um, Elvis met Priscilla when she was 14 and she moved into Graceland when she was 16. So you have that, you have the uh, king of rock and roll. (laughs) So it's, so it starts right there. And then of course, Jerry Lee Lewis famously married his 13 year old cousin, (laughs) which.
3: Wow. I mean, that's an underage girl, I guess by today's standards, as we covered, but, um, and your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he get into a, a bunch of uh, shit over that when he toured England or something? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 And he was yeah.
2: fine about that too. He's like, you know, screw you all.
3: It yeah. kind of like at press conference going, what is yeah. the big deal? Right. Yeah, <laughs> Banging was... my 13 year old cousin. <laughs> Don't you?
1: Well, you Hey, know? they were married.
3: Yeah. We're married <laughs> yeah. in God's eyes. This is fine.
1: I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess Elvis and Jerry Lee were probably both like in their early 20s at the time of those. Uh, Chuck Berry, of course, was arrested in 1959 oh. for violating the man aptly named man act. <laughs> and yes. he spent two years in jail The the man act was I think it was I mean, it was a, a law that was trying to prevent sex trafficking or something. But I mean, it was transport. He was convicted of transporting a minor. She was 14 across state lines for immoral purposes.
3: We would know the man acts actually most famous. Occurrence of someone um, breaking this statute is uh, the bandit and uh, taking Sally Field across state lines, <laughs> as a Buford T. Justice so eloquently put when he was talking to the bandit in that uh, choking puke. Uh, he said, "That's a man act. <laughs> take, take across state lines.
0: I would chase my goddamn mania all away the way from Texarkana, Texas. Really? Was he a bank robber? Look, Bank robbing his baby kid alongside of what this dude is doing. Almost killed 20 law officers. Driving through people's backyards, knocking down mailboxes. Got a broad in the car, took across the state line, got
1: the man out.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, but then you had Bill Wyman, too. Like, Yeah. Well,
1: but I mean, if you look at the history of rock and roll there, I mean, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Chuck Berry. I mean, that's, you know, that's the very beginnings of rock and roll right there. And all three of those guys. But yeah, Bill Wyman. uh, Where's the? Yeah, he began dating Mandy Smith in 1983 when she was 13. But he waited until she was 18 to marry her. So she was 18. He was 53 when they got married.
2: It's almost like a kiss
3: song. Yeah, it's dangerously close to going yeah. blind by kiss. <laughs> yeah.
2: and then, you know, you had Kim Fowley with the Runaways and all his shenanigans. You know. Um, yeah,
1: well, I was I was interested to see that Sonny Bono was 28 when he married Cher, who was 16. Right. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then you all you have uh, Steven Tyler and Ted Nugent both became the legal guardians of their underage girlfriends so that they could the uh, they could move in with them. Um, I'd
3: heard I'd heard the story about Ted Nugent. I didn't know Stephen Tyler did that.
1: Wasn't it pink? Uh, Stephen Tyler, Lit. he persuaded pink? the <laughs> pink, <laughs> he right? persuaded the parents of 16 year old groupie Julia Holcomb to make him her legal guardian so she could live with him in Boston. And yeah, Nugent did the same thing with. Uh, oh, uh, she was 17 Pele Masa. He was 30 and she was 17. When Nugent yeah, became that, her legal guardian. <laughs> that is a
3: strange story. But
1: uh, do you guys know Courtney Love's story about Nugent? No. Yeah. Well, I guess Courtney Love claims that she uh, performed a, a certain act on Nugent when she was 12.
3: Juggling? <laughs> <laughs> Juggling something.
1: Uh, the interesting thing is when Nugent, when Nugent was asked about about that, all he said was he didn't remember it. He didn't say, that's ridiculous. I would never have done that with a 12-year-old. You know, his just was like, I don't remember <laughs> that. I don't remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone would um, call Courtney Love very trustworthy, so, you know, who the fuck knows with that one. But uh, That's true, yeah. But in, in, in Nugent's song, Jail Beatty references a 13-year-old, so 12, 13, I guess, <laughs> you know.
2: Wow. And then Gary Glitter
1: well <laughs> yeah that's my goodness I mean, that might go be ahead. uh what we were he, what i was saying earlier uh the uh that that crosses the pedophilia line i think maybe with the gary glitter yeah. story yeah, he, doesn't
3: it yeah. he would be the the statutory rock hall of fame a <laughs> hall of shame
2: a statue out front welcoming everybody
3: <laughs> 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 it's that would not be a well-attended... Uh... It's, it's actually standing
2: there, a statue says he's naked with his robe open. <laughs> Come on in.
3: Come on, kids. I, we're we're pretty close to the Statutory Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We should stop over and check it out.
1: Yeah, it's in Delaware. <laughs> it's in Delaware. <laughs> uh, of course, this topic just came up recently when David Bowie passed away. There were a lot of people talking about... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw these articles that where people were writing about Bowie because Lori Maddox claims she lost her virginity. You know, she was one of the famous, what do they call them, the baby groupies or whatever. She's the one that Jimmy Page supposedly kidnapped and locked in his mansion. Okay, I've heard um, that story. Yeah, she said she lost her virginity to Bowie when she was 14. Sable Star was one of the other baby groupies, uh, lost her virginity to Randy, California when she was 12, supposedly. Um, uh, he must
2: have been 67.
3: Or he, was, he, <laughs> he was like the dad of the dude was, in spirit, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: he was, right? <laughs> he he oh, was no, the that dad. Was, no, that was Ed Cassidy. I'm thinking the other way around. Oh, okay, Ed okay. That's right. Thank God He would have been 67.
1: <laughs> Sable no, Star yeah. is the one that Iggy Pop sings about in the song Look Away. Uh, He says that he slept with her when she was 13. Oh. In an interview when she was 16, she claimed to have already been with Jeff Beck, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, Rod Stewart, Mark Bull, and Alice Cooper and Robert Plant. And then she ran away with Johnny Thunders at 16. Um,
3: Wow. (laughs) That's a busy night. (laughs) It was at the We Are All The World recording session. I have
2: a a road incident that happened to one of my guitar players one night.
3: Oh, what? Way back in the <laughs> really? Day. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You got to tell they're this playing one. playing
2: in Portland, Maine. And uh, a couple girls, we were there for three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And uh, a couple girls come to see the show. And this is when the drinking age was 18. So, it was you know, it was hard to tell. They looked younger. The girls looked a little younger because they were. And um, so my guitar player takes this girl back to the hotel. And uh, the next day, the club owner let us, he allowed us to uh, rehearse in the club during the day. So we're all in there during the day. And the club owner comes, we're in the middle of rehearsal, club owner comes running toward the stage, like, stop playing, stop playing. Who's Pete? And you need to get the fuck out of here right now. (laughs) And we're like, what? Pete's like, what? And the cops are coming and there's an angry father. And Pete turned white as a ghost White as a ghost, dropped his guitar and got the fuck out the back door. And this girl, she, she lied to him because he, w- he was the kind of guy that wouldn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she had convinced him she was 19 years old and she was 16. Mm. Now, I don't know if they – I'm not saying they did anything. That's the thing. So,
3: okay, this, yeah. This We're not incriminating not,
2: him. No incrimination here. No accusation here. Yeah. Th- that's what I saw happen.
3: <laughs> That's my
1: account. Right, eyewitness account.
2: Now I'm, he's probably innocent. I'm betting nothing.
1: <laughs> and this was in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys had been in Delaware, you would have been fine, right? <laughs> it wouldn't have been an issue at all.
3: <laughs> what are you doing with that old battle axe? <laughs> I just come down to meet you, son. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, there's also the famous story of Don Henley uh, in oh, 1980. what that asshole do? <laughs> yeah, he called the paramedics because he had a naked 16-year-old ODing in his mansion. So that Ooh. was...
2: Is it Jackson <laughs> Brown?
1: <laughs> and also, I, I read that Don Johnson met Melanie Griffith when she was 14.
2: Oh, yeah, that's I forgot about that. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Holy shit. Yeah. 14. <laughs> So I, I you know Don Johnson. I I don't know if you could. I mean, he did have that awesome song "Heartbeat." <laughs> but as for and rock that, and roll, "The Five O'Clock Shadow." Was, just uh, to clarify, I was being sarcastic about that song "Heartbeat." It's not going to yeah, show. It's not, <laughs> not going to show up on a No Shame episode. I almost but. bought that record. I saw
3: it at uh, our local record store, the really? Don Johnson "Heartbeat" We're album. We're gonna buy it. I held it in my hands and went. Boy, this would be great to bring on the Shabby Road Record Show.
1: I hope it was a buck or less. there you have it. That's a, that's a lot of history. You know, they weren't just singing about it. (laughs) I was surprised sometimes
2: too in the research that I I, I a couple of little surprises, like who wrote a couple of these songs? You know, you just go, whoa, you know, people who are respected writers in a position where probably shouldn't be writing on that subject. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, that's through my research. I found a couple of little surprises there.
4: Wow. You know,
2: like, wow, that guy wrote that? <laughs> wow. You know, and you just kind of, you know, so respected. And you, you look at him differently after that. I mean, I, you don't disrespect mm-hmm. the songwriting, but it's just like, wow, never knew you had it in you there, bro. <laughs> you know?
5: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like there's the song Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, which is a <laughs> a blues yeah. standard, uh, first recorded by Sonny Boy Williamson in 37, but that song has been performed by so many people. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a standard. I mean, it yeah. was performed by John Lee Hooker, Lightning Hopkins, and Muddy Waters. It was the Yardbirds' second single. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. Huey Lewis in the news, <laughs> Van oh, Morrison. Oh. Uh, it's a, yeah, Johnny That song Winter. is
3: very kind of lecherous, and I'm, I know we're going to – Probably use the word lecherous a lot during the next hour, but uh, but yeah, it's like he's saying hello, good morning, school girl, like he's just stalking her on the corner on on her way to school. Can uh, I,
2: or he rolls over and she's next to him? Morning, school girl. Oh, that's,
1: I didn't think about that. Okay, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, Co-
2: coffee?
1: <laughs> yeah, but just imagine would you, would you like someone, imagine someone now coming out with that song. No one ever would, no one would ever come out with something like that now.
2: Would be over. Our careers might be over
1: now. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Yeah.
3: When you hear "Little Schoolgirl," I mean your mind goes right, to like yeah. a sixth grader.
1: Yeah, that I mean.
3: Yeah, and, that's bo- a... and younger. I right. I mean,
2: schoolgirl me. is
3: one thing. Little. School <laughs> girl, <laughs> yes. Like the lunchbox, like a Hello Kitty lunchbox right, is right. present.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's the thing <laughs> about about a lot of these songs is when you stop and think, and then you're like, wait a minute, that's fucked up. <laughs>
2: ones too from the 50s. A matter of fact, both years uh, 1958, and one is an obvious one um, Chuck Berry's Sweet Little 16. Yeah. And you know, I had
3: that on my list too.
2: And it's really actually, it's, it's, it was double entendre because you know, back then rock and roll or ball meant do the bang, a bang, a bang, a bang, Have, there, have you know? sexual intercourse yeah. with yeah. one. So if, if, you or were, two? if you were, if you were reeling and rocking, you know. You were buns, buns up. Buns up kneeling, yeah.
3: And, uh, <laughs> falls, <laughs> falls deep and yeah. freewheeling.
2: So, so you know, Chuck Berry's Sweet Little 16 is, it, it, it you know, they're reeling and rocking. Everybody's reeling and rocking. But everybody just wants to, quote, unquote, dance with Sweet Little 16. So it's relatively tame up until the bridge where it gets a little bit naughty and it says she's got the grown-up blues, she's sporting high-heeled shoes, oh, but tomorrow morning she'll be here. She'll have to change her trend and be Sweet 16 back in class again.
3: Yes, that's the, you know? the kicker. Like, okay, now she's we know that she's in school. So
2: it's tame up until he gives that away in, in the bridge of the song. And We're going, oh, yeah, they just want to dance with, oh, they just, oh, Chuck. <laughs> you know?
3: I like how he incriminates so many cities that are banging 16-year-olds. Oh, yeah. He's got Boston, <laughs> Pittsburgh, uh, down in the heart of Texas, For around San Francisco VA. Bay, St. <laughs> Louis, New Orleans, right. all these towns he's just throwing under the bus. You guys are all back at yeah. 16-year-olds. Come on. Ain't nothing
2: but a school bus <laughs> party. But, but the thing is, it, it it goes to number two in the pop charts in the U.S., and it it's number one on the R&B charts. And it's, just, again, a standard. Rolling Stone called it, like, number 272 on their all-time list of 500 greatest songs. So, there's America going, okay, I'll buy that. That's fine. It's all right. Yeah. And and uh, so that's one of, those, one of those songs you just go oh, that's an, It's our an everyday it's vocabulary. Yeah,
3: it's a standard. Yeah. And it's
2: just, it, again, the elephant in the room where you just go. Oh.
3: Wait, 16? And
2: <laughs> All the cats wanna dance with sweet little 16. And, uh, and there was also uh, 16 Candles. Yeah. uh By the Crests originally and and I think Four Seasons did it and a couple other people uh, I think Jackson or Jackson 5 did it Stray Cats redid it for the 16 Candles movie with Molly Ringwald and Long Duck Dong, remember that?
3: Yeah (laughs) What's happening, hot stuff?
2: Oddly enough, Jerry Lee Lewis did a version of it 16 Candles Oh, I went to number 61 on the board country charts in 1986.
1: Six, 13 well, candles. 16 yeah. is long in the tooth, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: Seven candles.
1: <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis's 16 candles would be about divorcing her because she's too old, you know?
2: Blow, blow the candles, make a wish, for I'll be wishing that you love me too. Blue,
3: <laughs> Not to excuse any of this behavior, but, you know, those old 50s rock songs... They're, they were made for teenagers, right? So the right. the thinking of sixteen, you know, and and that isn't it kind of like because these records were made for sixteen year olds, of course,
2: absolutely, yeah. And, and so that does justify it, and that obviously, we're,
3: in a li- yeah, in a little way,
2: yeah, yeah. We're kind of tossing this around a little bit, but but yeah, those are written for teenagers to buy, and they can relate to that, speaking in their language. Yeah. But again, the bridge, you're only sixteen, but you're my teenage queen. But see, he. That's where they give it away. You're only
3: 16.
1: Yeah. And
2: he says Not only.
1: weird. Yeah. That, indica- yes.
3: <laughs> that
2: indicates he's much older.
3: Yeah, that's where it gets weird. Yeah, totally. Right. Great point. So that's where gets, things.
2: Yeah, you really. Look at, it's, it's innocent, innocent, innocent. And then it's like.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Anytime you get only the word only 16 and. Uh, and you're my and, teenage queen. Or, or the phrase your mother fill in the blank. If you're a mother or something, that's yeah, the red flag.
2: Right, it is. And that's <laughs> so, it's it, it's innocence, it's feigned innocence, because it's not as innocent as we think it is. Yeah. If you really go into the bridge. And and it's funny, two bridges in a row have, have betrayed the innocence of the song. <laughs> and again, you know, 16 Candles, they, they named up a film after it. It was a huge hit, another standard. Um, it, it's just it, mind-numbing. And again, the public has
3: an appetite. So shall we just go through some songs then?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
3: I, I put on my list, uh, Neil Diamond, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Good. Right, <laughs> That's kind of one of the obvious ones. And uh, that, okay, so here again, A.D., we're talking about how the, once you've established that you are an older person who knows better and now you're telling the girl, the young girl, obviously, you know, it's, it's clear in this song that the dialogue is between an older man and a younger woman. And so he says, um, you'll never get tired of putting me down and I, and I never know. When I come around, what I'm going to find. Don't let them make up your mind, girl. You'll be a woman soon. Please come take my hand, girl. You'll be a woman soon. And soon you'll need a man. So he's saying, come take my hand, and you'll be a, be a woman soon. You know, that's just a little creepy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and by you'll be a woman, does he plan on making her a woman? That's the, Isn't that being implied? <laughs> or, or- You'll just naturally become a woman and I'll be there to And
3: yeah, the implication is... Well, I think we'll see a lot of that theme, like I'm making you a woman by having sex with you. Right,
1: right. (laughs) And that song was a hit in the 90s then for Urge Overkill because of Pulp Fiction. So (laughs) it had some staying power. (laughs) It's up to you, girl.
6: My
3: okay, what else we got? <laughs> BJ, I think it's your turn. Well,
1: you know, Let's there's see. obvious ones like uh, y- Young Girl by Gary Puckett and Union Gap, which that song is kind of like, was your friend Pete, A.D.? It, it's kind of like his story. <laughs> it's all her fault because, you know, he right. says in the song, "You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love." So, you know, right, I right. mean, it's all her fault in, in that song. Yeah.
4: But,
2: uh, <laughs> well, that, and again, now that's one of those things that that technically, it, from the from the uh, from the dude's point of view, he was actually lied to. Yeah, like you said about Pete, it's like, yeah, oh shit, really? Oh no. no.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but but that's a Jerry Fuller song. I was talking about the writer, so Jerry Fuller, who wrote these. He wrote the Wichita lineman and. You know, all these, yeah. all these great, great classic songs. And then he writes songs about... People. He wrote Young Girl? Yeah, he wrote Young Girl. I, I
3: always blame Gary Pup- Puckett on it.
2: I did too. But, but there's our pal, our, you know, our clean cut, all-American Jerry Fuller writes Young Girl. And you go, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: right? what's funny about that song is it's practically elevator music. I mean, it's it's not as edgy as rock and roll. It's more even for the... It's more like a grandma song, almost or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and yet, the top it still has the same subject matter. <laughs> so.
2: Beneath, beneath your perfume and your makeup, you're just a baby in disguise. Oh
3: my God! <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah, tell but her she go- was in disguise.
1: You know, she tricked him.
3: That's true. Disguise. He's trying to. <laughs> yeah. She's a clown
1: she was. You know. She was just. <laughs> He was the victim in this song, you know?
3: Right. right. <laughs> so she should go on home to her mother. Doesn't he say yes, that? Le- <laughs> I'm
2: sure she's wondering where you are.
3: I'm sure she <laughs> God
2: damn.
3: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's like a, the number one song for me in this category. Young girl. I mean, it says it all. I mean, it just it has everything that you want in a statutory rape song. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and and I think it's funny just because it comes across as such a safe, innocuous song, you know? And yet it's still covering the same ground as Sweet Little 16 and whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: AD? What you got?
2: I've got one that's so filthy.
3: Oh no. <laughs> it's
2: Frank Zappa's brown shoes don't make it.
3: Oh, I've heard about this one. And
2: it is, well, I, I don't know where to start. It's, uh, it's all about this guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's just a regular, regular Joe. And, but he's got all the, all the quirks and, and, and isms and faults of every American hypocrite, so to speak. And it says, uh, the dream of a girl about 13, off with her clothes and into a bed where she tickles his fancy all night long. His wife's attending an orchid show. She squealed for a week to get him to go. But back in the bed, his teenage queen is rocking and rolling and acting obscene. Um, give me them cakes. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to lose my. Um, and he loves it. He loves it. It curls his toes. She wipes his fat neck and it lights up his nose. And he, but he cannot be fooled, old City Hall Fred. She's nasty. She's nasty. She digs it in bed. Do it again. Do it again. She's nasty for sure. Nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Only 13, and she knows how to nasty. <laughs> and it goes on. She's a dirty young mind, corrupted, corroded. Well, well, she's 13 today, and I hear she gets loaded. And it says, then, then there's this break where the, well, what would you do, Daddy. What would you do, Daddy? And well, if she was my daughter, I'd. What would you do? If she was my daughter, I'd. What would you do? And in a little girl voice, right? And then he goes, "I'd smother that daughter in chocolate syrup and strap her on again."
3: Oh my lord! Like,
2: yeah, it's it's filthy. <laughs> it's filthy.
3: Uh, this is sort of a, a cartoonish, like. Zappa was smart enough to recognize some of this again, stuff being ridiculous, and I think he just went over the top with it. Just go here, see if anybody notices this.
2: Well, this came out in the, in the '60s. I mean, this is on one of the early Zappa and the Mothers album, and um, and it's really again him pointing out the is City Hall, Fred. So here is this guy in in a position of power and pointing at you and telling you you are corrupt and you are a scofflaw and you you know have to live up to my standards. I am an elected official meanwhile he's got this going on in his home and that's that's what zap is pointing out yeah some of the you know the most self-righteous amongst us have the, the worst and most uh despicable skeletons in their closet and i think that's what he's coming at. so i think what he wanted to do for shock value was make this as absolutely as obscene as possible and he he hit it he did he did that yeah um, <laughs> congratulations! Yeah, way to go, Frank.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's pretty, uh, pretty obscene to say the least.
3: 13. All night long. Well, speaking of 13, uh, let's go to one of the granddaddies of all of the, this type of song, and, and it was mentioned before, but let's uh, let's uh, bring in into the spotlight here and that would be well I got two songs named Jailbait and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, there, we do a, I got a whole playlist of songs named Jailbait no right. just kidding yeah uh, we'll start with Ted Nugent one okay. Uh she is 13 in the song yeah and as Ted would say she looks too good to be true <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the highlight of the song to me is the moment when it's sort of like that little breakdown after the guitar solo. And, um, he's going, it's, it's all right. It, it's, it's all right. It's quite all right, honey. It's, it's quite all right. I asked your mama. <laughs> so in Ted's world, mama has consented to, to this, uh, this act. Noble. <laughs> Noble. Noble. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then all of a sudden, apparently a, an officer of the law comes. Yes. And, and Tries to <laughs> arrest him. So he's like, wait, wait a minute, officer. Wait a minute. And, and Ted says to the cop, don't put those handcuffs on me. Put them on her and I'll share with you.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: And yeah, and he says, Yeah, and he goes into another guitar solo and the crowd cheers. <laughs>
1: there's, there's yeah. Line. Yeah, this is live. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's live. So great. It's very, so very bad. disturbing, <laughs> that last line. Yeah. It's
3: a whole nother level of, yeah, of, of, of like this type of behavior.
2: Just assuming that the cop would go, oh, All right, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's a great sure, idea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The, the capper is, what's the name of the next song on the album? My love is like a tire iron. Oh, is that next? Oh,
3: is it? They're, they're close to each other on that record.
1: Well, also on that album is a song called I Am a Predator. So, um, Oh, okay. He just kind of confesses. <laughs> Here it comes.
0: Our 13 cameras are in place and rolling, including one high up in a palm tree. We're able to spot a potential predator's car long before he gets to our house. This is our boy. Hey, why don't you have a seat right over there? How you Good. How are you? What's happened?
2: My name is Ted Nugent. Full time. I'm addicted to freedom. I'm the American dream. How
0: you doing? So the girl here was going to go with you to the birthday party.
2: I think it's against nature. Uh, I think it's strange as hell. But if that's what you are, uh, you know. I'm not going to judge another's morals. I'll
0: get to that in a minute. Then Freebird seems to worry, I'm a cop.
2: I've gone through the procedures, the landmine field of bureaucracy, unfortunately, to make sure that I am a sworn law enforcement agent for 32 years now, also a constable in Texas, and I conduct raids with the heroes of law enforcement all across the
0: country. You do. So you're an expert in this area? No,
2: I say live and let live. Like I said, gay, go nuts. Uh, Martians? Cool.
0: Meanwhile, back at our house, another man thinks he has his own solution to being exposed on national television.
6: Uh, Having to do with a baby and uh,
3: a lady who didn't mind if I gave her one. That was pretty strange. Oh, boy. I I declined. I think tire iron might be before jailbait on that. Either
1: way. Yeah, that's intensities in ten cities, which is... That was a cool concept for a record because it was all new material, but it was all live recorded on tour. Um, yeah, I like that record. It's a, it's a fun record. It is one of his stronger albums, probably.
3: On, on the song My Love is a Tire Iron, uh, there, my favorite part is the, there's background vocals on it. So the guys, the dudes in the band are singing. And the the line they have to sing is, His love is a tire iron. <laughs> so the, I'm not singing that to him. His love is a tire iron. His love is a tire iron. It's like, what the fuck? Could you imagine having to sing that? Um, I would <laughs> you know, And you can't just like, mouth the vocals out because they weren't using tapes. Back it's yet. like, how are you privy to this information? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they seem so, they're very. Very convincing. He told us. He just told us and we believed him.
2: <laughs> or we showered together.
3: And tire irons are pretty skinny. Like <laughs> and bent. and and they're knobby and skinny yeah. and claw <laughs> on one end. <laughs> that is not Matt,
2: not, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about your tire iron.
3: What he makes up in length, he loses in girth. Yeah. All the way, man. Tire <laughs> iron. It's that is not a pretty. I <laughs> see a doctor about that. A claw on the end. The other jailbait is is Motorheads with, um, baby, you're a sweet young thing, still tied to mama's apron strings, (laughs) which leads now one has to sort of, when you look at that lyric, you go, okay, so if you're tied to the apron strings of a mother, you are probably not any taller than the mother's waist, I would assume, Right. right? That's kind of what the image I have. So then, what are we, six? Well, here's what five I, years old. Here's my That's... take on that
2: age undetermined.
3: No and, <laughs> but, but, and, and my, well, she's not 22. And,
2: and, my, and my note said, but still tied to Mother's April. So, Okay, Justification. Well, she's already backstage.
4: <laughs> fair game, right? Yeah, fair so, game.
2: I think it's uh, what's the lyric on that. I, I don't I don't even dare ask your age. It's not enough. It's enough to know. You're here backstage.
3: So. <laughs> That's so, all I need. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, you're
2: jailbait, I just can't wait, jailbait, baby. Come on.
4: Jailbait. I just
3: can't wait. Jailbait, down. Later in that song, he goes on to say, "I don't care about our different ages." I'm an open book with well thumbed pages. Which I don't know what that means. Jailbait and then he says, I ain't too late. Like, whoo, thank God I missed I thought I was gonna miss it. Like he's running backstage to, to meet this twelve year old girl. Oh, I thought you left. I ain't too late. Oh good. That's wrong. Okay, BJ, your turn. What's next?
1: Well uh I'm not
3: sure this is a good idea. Just press
1: stop. I'm just going to go with the obvious. I mean, you already mentioned going blind and I'm going to talk about the sequel to going blind because in going blind, he's 93 and she's 16. So I think Christine 16 is just like the sequel (laughs) to, to going blind. And I um, thought
3: about it like that. That's good (laughs) analogy there. Yeah.
1: And you know, the, of obviously the part that stands out in Christine 16 is his little speech you know, I don't usually say things like this to girls your age. Wow. I don't usually. How about you? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't usually. Ever.
3: Only after six yeah. beers. And, and, you know, <laughs> he,
1: he saw her coming out of school that day, so I just pictured Jean sitting in his car across the street from the school. You know, just uh, yeah. this.
2: Panceless, eating a ham sandwich, you know, waiting for school to end. Oh.
1: And, but, you know, the, I love the dichotomy. He says, she's been around but she's young and clean. So he wants to have his cake and eat it too. She's experienced, but not too experienced, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how she could have been around and be young and clean. It's. I, I guess it's just a Jean's fantasy here. I um, think the
2: creepy lyric is clean. Young, <laughs> yes. clean, and that's just like... That is creepy. There's something creepy about that. Clean. There's extra creepy. <laughs> And I'm sure he meant it as a compliment of sorts. But <laughs> it just doesn't come off that way.
1: Well, he's he's said, yeah, she's been around, but she's young and clean. So I, I guess he said she doesn't have VD, maybe. Yeah. Just, <laughs> she, yeah. she sleeps around, but, you know, he's not going to catch anything. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, like... or, or has no pubic hair yet. Oh,
2: right? no. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, that's oh, what boy. Comes... Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, gee, that's, that's you know... The imagery oh. of that.
3: It's just like And who's he saying this to? Who, right? <laughs> millions of millions of record buyers. Who is he like you know, you know, BJ, she's been around, but 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 she is young and she is clean. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even though she's been around. Yeah. Even though she's been around, she still has managed to stay clean. Some I don't know. I don't know. It like I said, it's his fantasy. He wants he doesn't want her to be inexperienced, but he also doesn't want (laughs) to catch anything i guess but and, and also you know famously this supposedly is one of the songs that gene demoed with the van halen brothers and that's like one of the holy grails of rock and roll and i'm gonna play it right now Just kidding. (laughs) I don't have it. I was going to say,
3: nobody's ever heard it. Yeah,
1: nobody's ever heard it. Uh, But yeah, supposedly, uh, personally, I don't like this song at all. Um, Oh, I love this song. It's a great pop tune, actually. Yeah, I don't like it. I've always um, liked it. I've so. never, I've never liked it. it. Has nothing to do with the, with the lyrical content. It just, I don't really like the song.
3: Anyways, we, uh, but, uh, Ad and Ad and I used to work with uh, another musician named Larry Gast. Remember Larry? Mm-hmm. Um, really talented uh, saxophone player and singer songwriter and stuff. And um, one day um, I saw him coming out of school. No, <laughs> um, no, we went to uh, I don't know what if we went out to lunch or something. And and we're walking out to our cars, and he's like. You like KISS, don't you? I said, of course I like KISS. And uh, he's like, here, take this CD. And it was a copy of Love Gun. And he's like, I, you know, you guys are talking about KISS a lot. and you, you you seem like you like them. So I picked up a KISS album, and it's Love Gun album. There's a song on here called Christine 16. It's just 16. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. So here, if you want it, you can have it. So that's how I, I got a the remastered CD of Love Gun in my collections from Larry. 'Cause he would not have Christine sixteen in his collection and you gotta uh, admire him for that. He's yeah. he's a man of scruples. Yeah.
2: Gene <laughs> wanted Christine. Larry didn't want Gene. Yeah.
3: I don't care. I still got Larry's thirteen dollars. i don't
2: got to have you. I don't got to have you. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, uh number twenty five in uh in the US and number twenty two in Canadian. So Christine sixteen yeah, was? Right. Twenty five, really? Yeah. As a single top forty? Yep.
3: I didn't even know it charted.
2: Yep. And so there again is the, the record buying public line. That's good. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about this?
4: <laughs>
2: you're sweet, but you're just four feet and you still got your baby teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're too young and I'm too well hung, but tonight I'm going to rock you. Tonight I'm going to rock you. Tonight.
3: Uh, one of the all-time greats. Yeah,
2: Spinal Tap, of course. I'm talking about the uh, film, the mockumentary, if you will, uh, starring Christopher Guest and Rob Reiner and Harry Shearer and Michael McKean as the the ultimate supergroup, Spinal Tap, singing their wonderful song tonight, I'm Going to Rock You Tonight, uh, with a great line, another great line, you're hot, you take all we got, not a dry seat in the house. <laughs> like, oh. now, I did some research. Oh no! Yeah, the um, the average period for when you lose your baby teeth. <laughs> oh no! Getting your final permanent teeth.
3: 11, 12? Between
2: the years, uh, ages of six and
3: twelve. So she's twelve and under.
2: Well, she still got a baby.
3: So she. <laughs> so.
2: I'm not venturing. You she's
3: yet. somewhere between six and twelve.
2: According to. Your biological studies that I've done here on baby teeth.
3: <laughs> Your internet browsing history <laughs> must be a horror show.
2: Yeah, I better play the straight how, how,
1: I wonder how how did David Saint Hubbins establish this baby teeth back? Like, you know what? right? Yeah, did he did he use his dentist tool to?
2: Well, you like when you're buying a horse, <laughs> you can, it's check its teeth, you know, check the
3: hooves, you know, kind of. Well, I've never bought a horse, but. Uh, yeah I imagine really? i've seen kind people do that lift yeah up the lip, <laughs> right check kind the, of you know check their age and yeah. how what how you know good a shape they're in yeah,
5: yeah. Your
2: So, yeah that was uh that was one that was just waiting begging to be talked about yeah and that's of course then it's a parody so you know you can't take that too seriously
1: uh, of course yeah which, so and great. it's also indicative of how you know common this theme is in rock and roll that they parodied it because yeah know, it yes was... they
2: the stab at everything sacred and uh-huh. uh, and true yeah in in the in the music business mm-hmm.
3: Well, here's a song about an older woman. She's 16 now. Let's get away from baby teeth and 13 year olds and go to 16. Uh, Into the Night by Betty Benny Mardonez. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, uh, one, again, one of the songs that is, uh, you wouldn't know, you know, because everybody remembers the hook in the chorus and you don't think about it being uh, as nefarious as I, maybe I, I it never is. Heard the song. Yeah, you have. It's the one that goes. Uh, if I could fly, I'd lift you up, oh, yeah. I'll take you into the night. Yeah. That song?
1: Yeah, that song great. That song was a top ten hit twice, like seven years apart or something.
3: And the opening line of the song is, she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. So here again, we've established that he's an older dude. This has been warned. And, right. he, and his friends are going, dude, she's 16. Leave her alone. But separated by fools. So now he's calling his friends fools who don't know what love is yet. And she
2: doesn't even know what algebra is yet. <laughs>
3: but I want but I want you to know if I could fly, I'd pick you up and take you into the night and show you a love like you've never seen. Wow.
1: And when you think about when he was writing that song, there's absolutely no reason to make the woman in the song sixteen.
3: What? Right? No shit,
1: BJ. There's no exactly. reason to do it. <laughs> Why no... even do that? Why even bother? Right.
2: <laughs> but... You you could say 18 and still have.
1: To you say don't even it. have to so... say it age. It's just, I mean, it's <laughs> just.
2: <laughs> but even if you need the rhyme e'en, you
4: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's not like you're putting seventeen in where one syllable is. You can still say 18 and you still have your e'en. For rhyming purposes, <laughs> you know,
1: you're like, what rhymes with young and clean? God damn it!
3: It's <laughs> uh, fifteen.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so nobody really. I,
3: I think that that point is lost that that song is about a sixteen year old. Yeah, no, because I've told, not, I've told, yeah, people, I
1: never noticed that. All right.
3: I have one of my guitar students. We we learned that song or something, or listened to it or something together, and he loved it because Benny's got a great voice. I mean. Yeah, uh, to sing that song I mean it's incredible and I said you know this is like a 16 year old love anthem kind of he's like what are you talking about I was like first line <laughs> she's just 16 he goes oh my god I never noticed that before I'm like yeah it's the first line <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah he just sets it up for you right away Like, <laughs> here's what we're going to be singing about you guys
4: you with me <laughs>
1: I have a song I know both of you guys know and are a fan of. This was not a hit. Uh, on this, this was their second album. They were just called the Kids for some reason. On on this oh, record, here we go. This song, you. this I'm song, I I clearly remember a time when I had this record on, probably not long after I'd first gotten it, and um, it just it was just playing in the background, you know. I just put Anvil chorus on by the Kids and was doing something else, and all of a sudden my wife just goes, "Oh my!" God! God (laughs) And I didn't even know, you know, I didn't even I wasn't even paying attention to the lyrics. But you know, the song is called The Cops Are Coming. And the lyrics he says, I met a little girl, she was barely thirteen. So probably no more baby teeth. She's right, she's right at the edge of the baby teeth. But me and me and the boys were gonna give her a scene. I was on top, gonna give her my lot when. The cops are coming. The cops are coming.
2: Esky cops. Well, you know, and, and, and <laughs> if you set it up, the first verse, you know, him and the boys were, uh, they got into a fight. And of course, the damn cops. Oh, so you know, <laughs> moving along, right? So the second verse, he decides he's going to throw a brick through a pharmacy window to get him some pills to make him feel grand. And those sons of bitch cops again. Oh, there's so, meddling. So, yeah, you know, you fight, you go stealing pills and vandalizing. What else is there to do? Uh, oh, you and the boys just go find yourself the 13-year-old. 12. Barely 13.
3: Oh, so, ba- okay, you know, just yeah. just yeah. turn 15, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Last
3: week, she was 12.
2: I mean, just the, the royal triumvirate of debauchery. Like, <laughs> vandalism, fighting, you know, violence, vandalism.
3: And, uh, theft and of course what's left well yeah you know. that's
4: a Tory
1: Heavy metal kids could have taken a page out of Nugent's book, and the cops could have just joined in at the end of the song. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, come on. True that. Yeah,
3: if Ted was there, he's like, "No, I got a way out of this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a couple songs that um, that are 8 a- What do you call it? Age is undetermined. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first of which is uh, a song by Sticks. It's a song that's buried on the Equinox album. It's called Lonely Child. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah, now this is a little creepy. Now, if you think of child as everyone thinks of what a child is, you know, uh, here's what he, he says, Dennis DeYoung says to the lonely child. Um, lonely child, you make it easy. You give me love like no one can. You're in my heart. You keep me moving. It seems you always understand. My love, I'm your man. Lonely child, you make me happy. You take my fears and you set them free. Every night you hold me closer, like two notes in harmony. Come spend your life with me. Lonely child, be my lover. We'll make love until the morning light. Weave your magic spell around me and come spend your life with me. So, um, That's
2: Dennis DeYoung.
3: Yeah, he sings it. I don't know who's responsible for. It. I'm. I'm assuming I'm he wrote it. I think he did. Yeah. Um, so the child, <laughs> the child.
2: Who's my least favorite stick?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, yeah. So apparently it's a child that he's. Um, he seems like this child means the world to him, and then they're going to make love until the morning light.
2: <laughs> You're in that deep, whatever. <laughs>
5: space.
3: then i'll i'll jump uh, since uh, since we're on the thing with child um there's a song by blue murder called sex child which is um i love that record blue, the blue murder self-titled record That's a great record. Yeah uh but the lyrics to sex child i've got a 57 chevy with the chrome blown off and i'll tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to take your body to the limit tonight i'm going to make sweet love to you yeah sex child yeah yeah <laughs> going <laughs> to Gonna slip slip and slide, gonna come inside. Yeah.
2: Can't you say that with more disdain, please? Because that's really...
3: You're shaking me up when you're taking it down. (laughs) and Now I just can't seem to stop. When you shake those hips, when I lick your lips, we're going to do it until we're going to drop sex. Yeah, yeah, sex child, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna slip and slide, gonna come inside. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How fucked up is that? BJ, do you have any more on a list or do you
1: yeah, um, well, uh, I mean, want to stop? <laughs> <laughs> There's like the Lurkers, uh, British punk band The Lurkers oh. have a song called Just 13.
3: Dude, that uh, is so insane.
1: Oh, wow. The, I've not,
3: I'm not familiar with this one.
1: The lyrics are, she used to play around in the park. Now she waits until it's dark.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, Wow. <laughs>
5: Yeah, said that,
1: that one is not age undetermined. Um, it's right in the title. <laughs> yeah, pretty much,
2: yeah. As is, uh, as is um, Motley Cruz All in the Name of on what? the Girls, Girls, Girls album.
3: Really? What do they say there?
2: Age, 15. <laughs> Justification. She's already in a dirty, dirty magazine. <laughs> w-
3: well, which magazine is this? Yeah. A
2: dirty, dirty magazine. <laughs> not just a dirty magazine. Lyrics. She's only 15. She's the reason the reason I can't sleep. You say illegal. I say legal's never been my scene.
3: (laughs) And he learned his scenes from the Heavy Metal Kids. I was on top going to make her a scene. I think they were on
2: tour with Nugent the year before that was written. Oh, there you go. Hey, Nikki. (laughs) I get this idea of her song.
3: You don't want to take a, a, a lyric writing class with Creative writing class with uh, Ted Nugent.
2: Yeah, so that was pretty blatant. You know, I was never a big fan of Motley Crue, but they just, they put it out there. Yeah, you say illegal. Huh? I say <laughs> legal's up my seat. Fuck off. Legal is lame. Yeah, yeah. legal schmegal. Right? That's for squares. <laughs> yeah, Motley Crue, look at me. You know, it's like, God. So yeah, there's that one, you know, and, and that's, uh, and you mentioned a, a, like an ambiguous, a vague one. Now this one, I, I, if I can squeeze another one in here, too, because it won't do. really take too long. But it's one of those songs that, that's – and I love the song. I'm a big Sam the Shaman of Barrows fan.
3: Oh, yeah. That's a great band.
2: Hey, there, Little Red Riding
3: Hood. Oh, that's right. Now, yeah. they
2: don't say an age. They don't say anything about school. As a matter of fact, really, the only reference to age or that type of thing is, Hey, there, Little Red Riding Hood. Um uh, I don't think little big girls should go walking in these spooky old woods alone. But here's the thing. Little Red Riding Hood, as the story goes, <laughs> was a young girl yeah. whose mother gave her a basket of goodies to deliver to her sick grandmother. So, Little Red Riding the implication that the image when someone says, you know, my little pony or, you know, Smurfs. A, a certain picture comes to mind. When someone says "Little Red Riding Hood," we're not we're not thinking Pam Anderson here. We're thinking <laughs> Shirley Temple. Sure, right. yeah, you know? yeah. So something more
3: wholesome.
2: Let me get my sheep suit on. I mean, so you know, he's stalking. Is obviously. that a condom? I, I
3: don't. Oh boy! I, I don't.
2: <laughs> but it's the whole implication that hey, you know what big eyes you had have the kind that, that drive wolves mad um it just he's he's just kind of leching on this
3: <laughs> this
2: little red riding hood and again it's it's age undetermined but it's little red freaking little riding.
1: red riding hood is yeah. a child <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah i think
2: and the lyrics the lyrics are fantastic and i love the song and
1: i think ryan's right about the sheep suit too I'm sorry.
2: But here's the kicker. Here's the thing about that. This was. Uh, it, this was. uh, oh, oh, no! Wrong song. Wrong song. It was. It was a huge hit. And again, it doesn't say he wants to bang her. As a matter of fact, in this story, he wants to eat her. He wants to kill her. Have her for lunch. Yeah. But he's going. Uh, and it's all just lecherous. And, and when you. Put that imagery of a, of a sweet little Shirley temple and he's saying, uh, um, what full lips you have. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it just really kind of tends to go toward the creepy side. So that's one of those things. It's, it's not sure, you know, under the statutory category, but we, the imagery of that,
3: if you put it all together and you analyze it, then yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
2: It's just, you know, Again, and it's a happy little novelty song. I love
3: it. A great song. I love that band, yeah. yeah. That whole, like, if you buy a uh, Sam and Sham and the Pharaoh's Great Stits or something, you'll love it. Yeah. You know, that's a great record. So, uh, I have one that uh, this guy um, is a kind of a folk, folky dude, and he's got a song about an underage girl that he did backstage, and um, it's a song by Jim Croce called Five Short Minutes. Mm. <laughs> She was standing by my dressing room after the show, uh, asking for my autograph and asked if she should go or if she could go back to my hotel room. Uh, but the rest is just a tragic tale because five short minutes of lovin' done got me 20 long years in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Five minutes, Jim? Come on. Yeah,
3: I know, right? Yes. I don't think I'd be right about that.
2: 45 minutes later. Yeah,
1: I Ted Nugent resting, yeah.
3: would have been like, you know, six hours. Yeah, worth yeah or, it's, it's, or, like,
1: it's like Mr. Speed. I always wonder, why is Paul bragging about being Mr. Speed, you know?
3: <laughs> well, even Dennis DeYoung said, we'll make love until the morning light. Now, unless he's, he's starting his lovemaking at 525 a.m., that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I guess he didn't really say what time it started. <laughs> we'll make love until the sun comes up. <laughs>
5: Let's start banging at five twenty-five a.m.
2: Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report,
0: and we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Family, where the best of music and podcasts unite.
2: We've got something pretty cool for you you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Well, I have, I have two songs where the bands actually name their album after the statutory song. Um, the most obvious one, of course, is Silverhead. The second Silverhead album is called 16 and Savaged. (音楽) . Not only did they write the song 16 and Savage, but they also thought it was a fitting album title <laughs> as well. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you guys both know the Scooters. Yeah. Uh, the Scooters Epic. album, they called it Young Girls, and it has probably the most disturbing album cover in history, I think. <laughs> Do you guys agree? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
3: and we we covered it on a recent podcast, and uh, we had our our a guest on, uh, Leslie. And uh, Leslie Spencer, the great singer with uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra and Louis Prima, and she got to look at that album cover, you know, and just said, "What? What is happening on this?" And she and she said, "Why is John Benet Ramsey on this <laughs> cover?" And these dudes are are looking at her, you know. Well, yeah, the
1: her. album's called Young Girls, and they have a girl on the cover who is wearing a lot of makeup, but she looks <laughs> very young very very uh, very young, very young. <laughs>
2: you know i lean toward young girls as well be-
1: what isolate <laughs> that bj yeah
3: get that dress yeah, good like for Hal.
1: like craig smith that's the tag you know that'll be yeah.
3: <laughs> just put it on a loop
1: yeah that'll be the very first thing that uh, i lean toward young girls that'll be how i open the episode <laughs> i knew this was not going to end well
3: but uh, one of us was going to slip up
2: but what li- but the line in there there's some shocking line in there it talks about her mother is stern her father's strict no late night calls or else she'll get in trouble. No dating boys or social scenes. No chance of rape until her sixteenth birthday. That line is just
3: wow. shocking.
2: Wow. No chance of rape until her sixteenth birthday. That's that's a heavy Wait, line. it says
3: no chance of rape? No, no yeah.
2: chance of rape until her sixteenth birthday.
1: I, I take it as they're saying the mom keeps her keeps yeah. her locked up in the house and as soon as she's out she's got a chance of being raped. Like yeah. as, as okay. soon as she's Modern loose, fix- as soon as she leaves that door, the yeah. chance of rape is there. Now Go now fine. she's now she's ready to be raped. I don't yeah. know.
3: <laughs> Do they ring a bell in the town's glare? Yeah. But, but, but I mean and,
2: and he paints this picture like she, you know, all through the night she plays alone up in her room, like playing with her little dollies or
3: something. Oh no.
2: Um but of course, then she also tries to put on her makeup. So she's trying to grow up while she's playing the little dolls, breaking hearts before she's
3: into high school. <laughs> so she's in middle school, yeah, eighth grade and know, below. Exactly. It's a- <laughs> guys. You guys. That's a thir- that's thirteen, right? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: And uh, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good. One. You could we could talk about that entire album for the entire <laughs> show. There's so many lines in there that it just it's you know the cover alone is classic yeah and
3: if you hear the title track you can't help but put John Ramsey there you know the the girl on the cover of the album in the as yeah, the
1: exactly. subject of the song yes it's well bad. it's the, the yeah it's the name of the album she's on the cover and then the first song young girls she's on the cover of young girls it's I mean it's pretty easy to extrapolate that <laughs> it seems to be implied I don't know.
3: Yeah. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, man. Oh. Oof. Well, I got one and it's it's kind of this is the one of the great myths busted about oh, statutory lyrics. And it's one of my favorite artists of all time and I have to admit when I actually researched the lyrics, I was slack-jawed and I went, "A.D. Adams, shame on you." <laughs> I'm I'm talking about Aqualung.
3: Okay, Jethro Tull. Jethro
2: Tull. The line, the very famous line, sitting on a park bench, eyeing little girls with bad intent. Right. Snot running down his nose. and So this imagery of this filthy, old, homeless, downtrodden, scraggly, old, scruffy old man, snot and just, you know, holes in his clothes and and he's sitting there looking at little schoolgirls. Well, I researched that further, and Ian Anderson said, you know, that's been, that's been so mis- misinterpreted over the years. What he said, is it's a scathing observation on, on mankind in general because they see him that way. Verses 2 and 3 go on to explain that, no, he's just an old man. He's an old, lonely man. And the only place he has to go is to the park. He's not looking at the little girls. The little girls happen to be there where he's sitting at the park. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's feeding the birds and he's, he's just being by himself. He's alone and nobody cares for him. So as society looks, you know, down their nose on him, they say, well, he must be. So
3: Lecherous. What,
2: yeah. So I, I wanted to bring that into the picture. Too. Interesting. Yeah. That was kind of weird because my whole life, and you know, I'm a huge tall fan, dude. You know, sitting on a park yeah, I feel I know bad for you. With bad intent, you're going, "Oh, Ian, ah," oh. but it was very graphic and it was very vivid. Now it changes the entire meaning of that song for me as a lifelong Jethro Tull fan, and I thought that's pretty freaking badass.
3: Well, you should thank BJ for that.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, thanks, BJ. So, it's all rules, I guess. So, yeah. So. Well,
3: it's it. You know that song. You know, I I imagine. It comes to mind when we discuss this topic, but it sort of gets a pass in, in a weird way, even before I heard what you just said, A.D., but where it's um, he's not saying I he's not he's not the main uh, character of the story. He's saying he right. Yeah. He's doing this. He's doing these things. Mm-hmm. All the other songs we've talked about, it's me and Which us yeah, and we yeah, are going yeah. to do this. It's this is happening my love is a tire iron and this is going down. Yeah,
2: not that I love is probably a tire iron and I could be wrong. <laughs> you know? Of course, the background vocals were pretty much <laughs> confirming that his love, his is, love is indeed tire. a tire iron. So. His love is there's, tire iron. Yeah, there's no getting around that one, Ted. So, but yeah, I thought that was a kind of, an, I wanted to bring that in because it's not true to the title of the show. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. But the perception of that and, and it's such a famous line, very famous song, and I'm such a huge fan. And I, I it's kind of cool to just come out after all these years and go, Wow, I stand corrected. It's just you yeah. know just to clear that up. You know, it's it's interesting. I thought it was a cool little twist on on the theme today. And and I, that I went right there. Statutory Shabby, I'm little girls with bad intent, for God's sake.
3: Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: not to
3: be. Well, it still doesn't make me like Jethro Tull ad sorry.
2: <laughs> well, it's alright. I I feel
3: better about Where that. are you at with Jethro Tull, BJ?
1: I like some songs. I sure don't like Aqualung though. But uh,
3: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's some Jethro Tull I like. I like Thick okay. as a Brick and I like uh I like a lot of their folky like their folk songs on like heavy horses and stuff like that. Songs from the Wood. Yeah,
2: Their earlier stuff, though, when you get into their early stuff like stand up and benefit, very bluesy and
5: folky,
1: um, yeah, and like living in the past, yeah, yeah, they have good songs, but I think uh, Bungle in the Jungle is one of the worst songs ever by anyone. <laughs> I like uh, Locomotive Breath, there are, there are songs I like
3: by Tull, but as a whole, I mean, I just the flute gets me, it's just like this real black mark <laughs> on the uh, on the whole catalog, yeah, yeah, you and know?
2: That's a lot of people have trouble with that.
3: Um, but of course it's, it's an obvious one, but, um, and it's a horrible song and a, and a talented band musicianship is good, but, um, um, I don't want to ever hear them. It's winger and it's uh, 17 <laughs> by winger. Yeah. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. He says, and that song.
1: Yes. Yeah. On Beavis and Butthead, Butthead said it was the theme song for Joey Buttafuko. <laughs> 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 And, I mean, Winger, supposedly their career was ruined by Beavis and Butthead, but I mean, I think it their was career was over, over anyways. Yeah. Seventeen's kind of old <laughs> <laughs> for the stuff we're covered, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah we've, good, we've dipped into. Good
3: caveat there,
1: for example, yeah. the Stars song, So Young, So Bad, he says in just two years, you'll be 17. So that's oh, more like it.
3: <laughs> Fifteen—that's more like it. He avoids saying—he
1: <laughs> avoids saying fifteen, you know, by saying it just two years you'll be 17. So now you have to do the fucking math yeah, he to figure out.
2: People can't do the math and figure it out. It's like, oh. This <laughs>
1: Uh, it, teenage love affair. Rick Derringer. He says she was a little thing about fifteen. So now he's right. just approximating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I'm she's thirteen, you could fair. say yeah, she's about fifteen. You
3: know. Check this a decade out. from now, you'll be
1: twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can't say that
3: word.
1: But, but. I didn't say nothing. I
2: twenty-three. I didn't say she
1: was thirteen. <laughs> she's seven plus six years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three times five. <laughs> yeah, just
3: the year is 2016 and in 2056 you'll be be 47 i don't even know what that oh that that's a (laughs) seven-year-old
1: x plus y squared minus 63 (laughs) equals your age yeah
2: (laughs) and you know you know those young kids can't do that arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no, we touched on we touched on a song earlier, uh, "Kisses Gone Blind." Yeah. And uh, there's a little side note to that that we didn't touch on, um, the songwriters. Now, obviously. One
3: oh is boy! Yeah I, oh, yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, I know where you're headed to, Ado. Here we go. One is Gene Simmons. <laughs> go for it. The other is.
2: Former bandmate from Wicked Lester, Stephen Cornell. Yeah. Uh, He was a guitar player. Uh, He was the guy who introduced Gene and Paul in his apartment during the Wicked Lester days, and Mm -hmm. Gene and Paul hit it off, decided to form a little band called Kiss, and uh, old Stephen Cornell was on on his own to form another band. And strangely enough, the guy who helped pen the lyrics... Little lady, can't you see you're so young and so much different than I i'm ninety three you're sixteen can't you see I'm going blind? Um, in September of 2014, he was arrested on five counts of sexual exploitation of a minor mm-hmm. apparently he had child pornography on his computer, so he, he went down always, the path
3: of Gary glitter.:
2: I mentioned earlier one of those who wrote that you know I mean uh-huh. the Jerry Fuller was one. But there's another one, and this I think is even more inappropriate. The writers <laughs> of "You're Sixteen, You're Beautiful in Your Mind" are none other than brothers Richard and Robert Sherman. Now, you might know them as the Disney staff writers who wrote "Chim Chimney," oh. "Mary Poppins," "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang."
3: That's a lot of range. You know, you
2: name any—I mean, they are—they are staff writers for Disney. All the old movies. They wrote all that. They wrote the Jungle Book songs, mm. you know, so it's so the Sherman Brothers. Google that. Um, but I just find it interesting that the Disney folks are cranking out your 16, you're beautiful in your mind. <laughs> right. And I just, I just went, when I saw who wrote it, I'm like, oh no, this can't be good. <laughs> and with the squeaky, and this came out in what, 70, 73 or something.
1: You're 16, You're Beautiful in Your Mind, which was a number one hit for Ringo Starr in 74 when he was 33.
2: Right, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ringo, you're born in 1940, and you're singing about, you know, you're beautiful in your mind. You know, uh, we fell in love on the night we met. It's like, I'm sure or you didn't spike her drink there, Ringo. <laughs> Passing out on your couch is not love. Yeah, yeah. and that
1: was a number one hit. So you have a 33-year-old a singing, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine, and it's a number one hit, and nobody bats an eye. so,
2: Right. I love the last, in the last verse, you walked out of my dreams and into my car. Now you're my angel divine. Is that in there? Yeah, into my car. The, the, the third verse is into my heart. Oh. You walked out of my dreams and into my car.
3: <laughs> wow, I didn't know that uh, Billy Ocean ripped that off. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: She uh, apparently couldn't drive yet. So.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, gonna need to. She showed me that she loved me by passing out on my couch <laughs>
2: <You're right.
3: laughs> from would the sedatives like, I gave her.
2: Would you like a portent Pop?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the last one I have is uh, is another rock and roll standard. It's Little Queenie, originally done by Chuck Berry. Now, there's some controversy here about the the age of the girl here because most versions in this... Another song that's been covered many times. uh, She's too damn cute to be a minute over 17 is what you normally find. But I've got at least one version, which is the Bob Seger live version. He says 13. Too damn cute to be a minute over 13. (laughs) What the fuck? Meanwhile, I'm thinking she's in the mood so next to uh, next break I got a chance I might I ought to take it if we dance we might just make it come on little queenie let's shake it <laughs> <laughs> so if he could just get one dance with her she might fall in love with him and take you know be able to take her back to the uh, the, the falcon's lair
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's, the that's a Dana Gold
3: reference there <laughs> 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 It's totally stolen. <laughs> Take her to Space Mountain. <laughs> that's all the that's all the ones I had. I mean I'm sure there's plenty more.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more. I, I think the, the Benny Mardonis thing is a perfect example of here you have a guy, he's obviously he's trying to write a hit song, and there's just no logical reason to make her sixteen in the song, except that he just doesn't think it matters at all and nobody will notice or care. But why even why make her 16 and into the night? There's just no reason for it. He's bragging. (laughs) Yeah, maybe because it it just, there's, there's no purpose for that. Uh, you, especially since obviously he's, he's trying to write a hit song. So you would think I'm going to, you know, why would I even want to bother putting anything remotely controversial in here?
2: Yeah. Hey, check out my new girl. And he elbows, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs)
1: i guess you're right it's bragging maybe that's just the reason it's just (laughs) and then his his buddies tell him
3: you know stop and he's like they're all idiots (laughs) 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 they don't know what they're talking about
1: maybe it's a true story (laughs) maybe he's just writing from his from his life
3: I think if there's any difference he's between. from his jail cell. Probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: if there's any difference between him, the, the, the Ringo Starr and the Benny Mardonez, is that, again, the 16, I mean, the, the rock and roll records sold in 1960 are geared towards kids. Yeah. No,
4: that's right.
2: And I think but
3: Benny Mardonis isn't going to sell records to 16 year olds. He was like an AOR guy yeah, true singing yeah, to yeah. Um, adults.
2: It's really context. It's funny how through this discussion, a lot of that has come out. The time and, and the intent. Uh, the intended audience, and, and all that. I mean, it just it's, – so when you really strip a lot of these down, some are worse than you think, and some aren't as yeah. bad as you'd like to think. And that's – so what have we accomplished?
3: Uh, <laughs> well, we got a lot of laughs. Yes, we yeah.
2: And we got a lot of fucked up stuff on our Google searches. Right, yes. So, <laughs> So don't, break, yeah. don't break any laws, you two. No, I'm if not anybody
3: knows how to delete internet history from a MacBook Pro, please uh, <laughs> email me, because my wife is going to be home any minute. <laughs> we need to expedite this. Ryan. What the fuck are you, young girl? This and young girl that. I uh,
2: <laughs> I know the last entry in my Google search is baby teeth. <laughs> How can I buy baby teeth?
3: <laughs> es no bueno for those of you who habla. <laughs> oh my
5: god! you know. Like, oh.
3: I laugh, but then I'm thinking, well, what was my last inter- my last internet search? I <laughs> think my- mine was <laughs> age
1: of consent. So, my- <laughs> mine.
3: Remember, I brought blue murder, so it's murder, sex, child. <laughs>
1: Like I said at the beginning, my wife, uh, she was not impressed by the idea for this episode and she didn't understand what was funny about it. (laughs) Like when I was showing her the Scooters album and telling her the lyrics, she didn't understand why I was laughing. (laughs) And I, I I, I don't really know what the explanation is. Thanks a lot, Ryan and A.D., for joining me for this um, <laughs> strange topic <laughs> that we covered here. And uh, where, could people, where could people find your show?
2: Uh, well, first of all, my lawyers are going to be contacting you. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: well, you can find us uh, on the web. We're um, on iTunes and uh, Spreaker and Stitcher. Um, but visit our website, shabbyroadrecordshow.com. And you can listen to all the past epi- episodes and everything. You know we're kind of ubiquitous on the internet. There we are. Yeah. Well, at least we used to be before this came out. Yeah. Now we're. <laughs> There's been suddenly, a cease and desist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, suddenly traceable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thank you, BJ, for having us on. And uh, um,
1: anytime, and, uh, anytime. Yeah. It's we love so funny,
3: uh, chatting, chatting it up with you. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, what a topic. <laughs> <laughs> And now, to play us out... What does that mean? To play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. I'm going to leave you with a song by Iggy Pop, which he wrote, I guess, about the saga of Sable Star, a famous groupie, and her relationship with Johnny Thunders. And you'll know after the very first line of the song why this song is being played on this episode. So this is a live version of the song by Iggy Pop called Look Away. Till next time.
6: Sooner or later, you have to either grow up or you have to die. The people who grow up and the people who die have one thing in common. They both get fucking slugged on the way. It doesn't really bother me because I'm doing okay. But I think it's a worthy subject for a song, so here it comes. Thunder died growth, sable had a baby, back at her faults. Me, I went straight and serious too. There wasn't much else that I could fucking do. Look away. Look away. So now that I'm straight, I'm narrow. And I look like you I got lots of feelings But I hold them down That's the way I cope With this shitty town I look away I look away I look away I look away, I look away. Come on, fucker!